Hello and welcome to the BX Basketball Podcast, episode four in the not BX <laughs> that we're in right now. Uh, I'm with my brothers on the first time on the podcast, my brother Josh. Josh, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm tired. I worked late last night, but I'm excited. Let's go. Josh, I'm going to ask you that again. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm very jumpy. I'm very excited. Good. Now, <laughs> Max, how are you doing today? Yeah, what, my do you, what do you want? <laughs> I'm doing great. All right. These fools. All right. Sounds like you're not going to do that. Now, this is going to be the NBA offseason, winners and losers. Obviously, the offseason is pretty much done to this point. There's going to be a couple of training camps. Yeah, trade I know. Like for, for all we know. But um, at this point, most of the rosters are pretty much finished. There are a couple of guys still on the market, like Rodney Hood and Patrick McCaw, but they're probably going to sign soon. Um, but yeah, that's the gist of it. And we're going to do. NBA offseason winners and losers. And Josh, I'm going to start with you. Who is your biggest winner and or winners of this offseason? Um, well, look, let's put into context here that obviously we're all Celtics fans. So I am going to be a little biased. I, I do think the Celtics are one of the winners simply because we kept Baines and Smart. Yeah. Um, I still hope that that Smart contract will end up being very valuable as, as it goes along. But... Um, I'm just glad we got to keep him. Certainly the Warriors, they got DeMarcus Cousins, although I am going to be interested to see how they're going to integrate him into the offense. Mm -hmm. Even though I think everyone thinks it's a sure thing it'll work, I'm not so certain of that. Oh, it Um, never is. Like, I know a lot of people always, I think, overestimate sometimes when you add a player like that to a star team and how they're going to affect it. Like, I remember when Ray Allen went to the Heat, obviously he helped them. It's not like he didn't, but... He didn't, because I remember when he signed with the Heat, everyone was like, oh, it's the Heat are unfair. Two years later, they're getting their ass kicked against the San Antonio Spurs. Right. And Ray Allen, for all the good he did in that series, was not the difference. You yeah. know? And, and I do like what Phoenix did. I mean, obviously they were awarded the number one pick. It's not like they necessarily earned it, but yeah. um, I mean, that core now. Awarded. You got De- <laughs> I, I do like what they have, though. You got Devin Booker, Josh Jackson. Now you have DeAndre Aiden. I mean, that, I don't think next year they'll be contenders, obviously, but I think mm-hmm. in a few years, they could be one of those teams that you sort of have to watch out for. I still don't get why they signed Trevor Ariza. I, I really <laughs> don't get that. I mean, he he got a nice payday, so I don't blame him for taking it, mm-hmm. but... Get him away from the Rockets. Yeah, get him away from the Rockets, <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, what's the point? <laughs> like, are they really, do they really think that this team is going to the playoffs, like, I, I in the West, like I, I, I don't see that. I just love that fan reaction we were watching the other day. Like the guy who plays all the fans of the oh, NBA. Oh, Scooter like, McGrady is fantastic. <laughs> Does anyone know if Hazonia is good? <laughs> exactly. Clippers. At least we have cap space. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I think those are pretty good choices. But I also think you have to keep in perspective with the Celtics is that the yes they did resign everyone. Um, I guess it doesn't help that Kawhi Leonard went to the East, but I think we all figured that was going to happen, and not to Philadelphia. And we'll be getting to Philadelphia later in the show. Hint, they're not in the winner's column. (laughs) But I think that... I like what Toronto's done, too. I think Toronto, I mean, it. it, yeah, it's a no-risk move. I I mean, I get the whole bad PR they got for the Kawhi trade, Mm -hmm. for what they said to DeMar DeRozan, assuming that's true. But I think overall... I think the, it's the right move. I mean, you go for it. Maybe he stays. Maybe he doesn't. If mm-hmm. it works. I mean, Paul George is that example. 
like what he said today. He didn't even take a, you know, Ali was pissed. He didn't even take a meeting with them. Right. And I mean, and that's what I'm going to get to. I think you can argue the biggest winner of the offseason is Oklahoma City. That's what and, I was uh, say. And I think that Oklahoma City, I mean, resigning Paul George, obviously they did that for four years. He's mm-hmm. going to be on their team, barring a trade for the next four years. And also getting rid of the, the incredibly terrible Carmelo Anthony (laughs) is going to be a huge and significant help to that team. A guy that just, just never helps you ever. Addition by subtraction. Addition by the best example of that. Now I don't know who they're going to start. I can't really think of who's going to replace him. Maybe Patrick Patterson in that starting lineup. Maybe Jeremy Grant. I was there, Jeremy Grant too. Yeah, but I, since you were going to say them, I mean, they actually weren't on my original winners list, yeah. Max. Uh, so, go ahead. Yeah, so I would say the Thunder. I would say my three teams would probably be the Thunder, the Pacers, and the Lakers. And I think it's a little crazy that a lot of people... I see the mainstream media say the Lakers a lot, but I hear a lot of you know guys like us not say the Lakers. But I think that's ridiculous because they got the best player in the world. Yeah, of course. Oh, they, of got, course. they got the second best player ever. I mean... They got LeBron James, so of course they're one of the biggest winners, in my opinion. They took a huge step forward in their development. And then, uh, like Nick was just saying, the Thunder, they did very well. I mean, I think they, they had a big home run keeping Paul George. They took a huge risk trading for him, and they were able to retain him, getting rid of Carmelo. I think that team is going to look a lot better this year with a whole year of cohesion and getting to know each other. And I think, finally, the Pacers are the third winner, and that's just because I think they've had a lot of great under the radar moves and you know keeping Oladipo obviously uh they signed um Tyreek Evans he's gonna be great for Kylo Quinn yeah Kylo Quinn that's another great big man I think they've just done a great job and I think they could be a really good team in the east I think that was a really strange story the offseason when that random sneaker reporter said that Tyreek Evans was going to the Pacers like a day before Wodge did (laughs) like I mean I don't know how that happened but i mean it's just one of the strangest places he could have gone because i think everyone yeah, said I, they were going to lance stevenson yeah, and the memphis grizzlies oh my god they're they're so they're such a dumb team that that like they literally kept tyreek evans mm-hmm. at the trade deadline yep. after everyone said they should trade him just to keep him you know like they'd be like we're gonna resign him right and then they lose him for nothing wasn't like, that an ownership decision? Like they, they basically said, yeah, Robert Para and Chris Wallace, their GM, decided to do that, and yeah, they're. I mean, Memphis. People don't talk about it, but Memphis is one of the worst run teams in the league, in my opinion. Mm. Like some of the moves they make are just so dumb. I think in recent memory that's true, but they had been making the playoffs for several for several years. You know, they had, they had that grit well, and grind. Thing you could going, argue it's based so. on talent, though. Listen, I'm a Celtics. I don't think so. I mean, they were grit and gr- they were called grit and grind not because of how talented yeah. they were. They're called grit and grind they because had, of grit and grind. They have massive like, deficit I mean, talent deficits against the Thunder. Yeah, and, and they, they really well. I guess yeah. what I mean by and talent, they beat the Spurs in 20. 11 yeah they I guess did. I guess what I mean by t- I guess I should clarify I mean more like their chemistry just happened to be very good and, and yeah. I'm not say look I'm not obviously they made smart moves they got Marcus all they got Mike Conley but I don't know I, I I don't put too much credit on the ownership and organization maybe that's just me I don't know well I, I mean short term memory but, I think they got lucky with Marcus Saul I don't think they yeah. expected Marcus Saul to be that good yeah I don't think there's any way they thought that but I mean, listen, Chris Wallace is, you know, their GM now is a former Celtics GM who has made some not great moves. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, him trading Joe Johnson for two rentals. Do you, and do, do you think Marcus gets traded? That's what year? I think is going to be very interesting. On I think topic. if they were going to trade him, they would have traded him by now. I think mm. I think they might do it at midseason. Mm. I don't think it's out of the question, but the problem is his contract is so big, and he's not a guy that you really want to lead me. He's because of that contract. He, I don't know. It's like he's a plotting center, you know, and it's in a era where that doesn't work anymore. And granted, he can now shoot three pointers, mm-hmm. and that's a big asset. But I don't know. Like it, it I, he might. I could see it, but I wouldn't. I don't know if it, what team would take him. Right. I mm. can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Mm. But anyway. My biggest off-season winners, um, I think number one would be Brooklyn, and <laughs> I know that sounds what? crazy, but I think the Nets, um, the Nets did a really good job this off-season because they didn't take any stupid contracts. They got rid of a bad contract in Mozgov, and they now have two max slots mm-hmm. in 2019, which is what they wanted the whole time. Secondly, they. You know, they resigned the guys they needed to. They resigned Joe Harris, who I really like, actually, as a player. And well, I'm forgetting I the other guy, but they resigned, I think it was with AC? No. Um, well, but it was the notable one's Joe Harris. And they also and they also signed some very interesting, like, one-year guy, you know, free agents. Like, guys that you can take risks on. Ed mm-hmm. Davis, big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Very, like, if you're a Moneyball guy, he's a very, very good Moneyball player to have on your team. His mind ball sets are always great because of his defense at the rim and his ability to switch on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And I think over... Oh, Kenneth Fareed. Kenneth Fareed is a guy that, you know, and he's kind of on the fringes of the NBA right now. And a few years ago, he was the manimal. I mean, he mm-hmm. was a beast. And I think going to Brooklyn's a good spot. I think, you know, he's going to have... He got work. arrested for drug charges, by the way. So. Yeah, he got a drug misdemeanor. He's not going to get suspended. He's going to be fine. I think, but, you, I think you have a soft spot for the Nets. I because, do. Just because but the Celtics... I'm not I sure think, they had a... They set up well for their next offseason. Does that mean that they had such an amazing current I think offseason? they did. I think getting they, rid of Moskov's contract is a huge win. I think that, that they... Win, yeah. I think that they... I mean, getting Kenneth Fareed and Ed Davis were... Very underrated players. I think they still got to get rid of Alan Crabb at some point, even though I think he's pretty... He's not bad. He's just his contract's too big. And mm-hmm. I think um, I think that overall, I thought they did a really good job. And taking... That's what you got to do. You got to take chances on guys for one year. The New York Knicks did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the guys I think the Knicks got are not as good as the guys the Nets got. And also, uh, and also now they're making themselves... I'm not going to say a playoff team yet. I think they're going to be the 9 or the 10. Mm-hmm. But they put themselves, especially with the Cavs losing LeBron James, into that conversation. Look, here's how they're a winner. They're getting their first round pick back. That makes them <laughs> a winner. Like literally after like what six years, it feels, feels like. like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What I guess what I will say, I did tweet about this a few days ago because I, I think it's true. And maybe you guys would disagree, but Dinwiddie might have one of the most valuable contracts in the league right now because yeah, at least compared to what he did last year's season, they picked up his option for what it was like one one million dollars, yeah. yeah, like that's, that's ridiculous. Crazy. Like that to me, like I think it, it, more than anything, uh, makes him one of the most valuable trading assets they could have. Moving like if, assuming they're yeah. not a very good team and they want to yeah. sell more, like they could trade him. Yeah, a contending well, team that need that needs bench help. Assuming now the question is, assuming the Nets don't get Kyrie Irving, they have. The oh, this is they're not getting Kyrie Irving. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because in the end, they are New York City. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the same thing. Yeah, I know, it's definitely not the same thing as the Knicks, but you never know. I mean, it's. But, I mean, look, I don't think Kyrie's leaving anyway. Yeah, no. But even if he somehow left for the Knicks, it's it would be yeah. for the Knicks. Yeah, I, that's a Knicks. discussion for a later podcast. But 
pretty much, I think that if you're the Nets, like, the only thing I'm sitting on, the two pressing things if I'm them for their team are, number one, what do you do with Crab because of his contract? Mm. And number two, D'Angelo Russell's a free agent next year. What do you do with him? As you, you guys know, I'm not a fan of him at all. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. if I were the Nets, I would have considered trading him this offseason. Is he restricted or unrestricted? Restricted, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because they'll be off his rookie scale, so he yeah. won't be restricted. Like, I, I just, I, after, I've watched him a lot, and all I think is that he's an empty stats player. Like, he scores a lot of points, mm-hmm. but in the end of the game, and like, or when it matters, he'll play terrible defense, he'll have careless turnovers, mm-hmm. and when the Nets had Dinwiddie in the game, who's far less talented, but gets way more out of his talent than Russell, you know, they won. Mm -hmm. They just won games. The Nets won a lot more games mid-season, dog days of the season, beating a lot of better teams. I remember they beat the Timberwolves. And one of those... Dinwiddie would lead the way. Yeah, Dinwiddie would be the reason 99% of the time. So I think that, yeah, obviously, like you mentioned, the Nets, I mean, and getting him from the Pistons was such a heist by them. (laughs) The Pistons cut Middleton, Chris Middleton, and they cut Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean... Shows you how well run that franchise is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's a tough call for a second one because we hit on a lot of, of the other off-season winners. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to go with another one, I guess, and I know a lot of people are going to criticize me because they, in the end, they did trade their superstar, but for what they got, I think the Spurs did a decent job on Kawhi Leonard. I think they could have done mm-hmm. a lot worse. You know, What do you mean by that? I think that... In the end of the day, Philly wasn't offering much, Boston wasn't offering much, and no one else was offering anything. And for what they got, in the end of the day, they got an all-star. And I think you gotta, you gotta respect that a little bit. I mean, DeMar, De- I mean, yeah, they're done as a team now in the West. I don't think so. I disagree. Uh, you think you, you well, don't I think, think if you take the Spurs of last year and you had DeMar DeRozan and Jakob Pertl, they're, they're I, and it's the Spurs. Mm-hmm. I could very they could win fifty games easily. I think they could be either way. I think like I think they could be like you said with Demar Derozan, but I think we also need to see how he adjusts to Pop's system. Right? Yeah, like, we, I don't really. It's not as simple as it may seem, right? I like, don't really know how Pop's going to use him. Like that's a good question. Like he he, he it's got, certainly an addition by subtraction if you want to go by that. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, and that's the I still West, think they could have gotten more though. The that's West outside me. of Golden State is wide open. I mean, the West is just it's. After Golden State, there's no number two team now, clear number two team. With the Rockets taking on, you know, Carmelo Anthony. That's, I mean, I still think I they're number think, two. I think the Rockets could find a way. I, I don't think he's just bad no matter what. He still has talent. He was terrible last year. But in the right system, maybe he'll work. And maybe do the Rockets know, will make it work for him. Do we know what Melo's shooting percentage was last year? Cause the it, thing wasn't is, it wasn't he, good. Well, because here's the thing I'm thinking. Like, people are talking about his worst season, and yet he still averaged, what, like yeah. 16, 17 points a game. Well, being that's the not third something guy, to look at. I'm not saying that that's amazing or anything, but Max has a point that, like, even if he ju- just did that in Houston, that's still better than not having nothing. Like, he, look, I think he was atrocious in the postseason. I think, too. yes, he was. But here's the thing. So was... Basically, the entire Thunder team. I don't think anyone really played that good in the yeah. playoffs for them. Paul I mean, George Westbrook had games. Paul George had two good games. Westbrook like shot it fifty times every game and had terrible efficiency. Yep. And look, I think the thing about the Rockets is that people look at them, including me. I think sometimes unfairly this offseason say they got a lot worse. When in reality, they lost Trevor Ariza, and you look at their net rating with him and on and off the court, it's actually higher with him off. Then you really? and they lost Luke Mama Mute. It's like. 
okay, that's really not that big a loss. He's just like a role player. I mean, P.J. Tucker, they still have P.J. Tucker, who does what he does way better. Mm. And then you add Mello, who, if he fits in their system, is going to probably but be as good keep, as Trevor Ariza or maybe better. That's mm. what we keep saying with so Carmelo think, Anthony. And that we keep saying, oh, he just needs to be that Olympic Mello. We need to be, like, well, he's not gonna be I'm that. sorry, like, I'm sorry, I just, he's, too, he's no way he can do that anymore. He's past his prime. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's terrible. Just because he's past his prime yeah, does not bad. mean he's terrible. And look, if he, I don't think it's the fact that the Rockets got so much worse, it's just the rest of the West, like, all these other Western teams made moves or seemed to get better. So I'm not sure the Rockets got, really, they got that much worse. Now, if Melo doesn't fit, and he screws up their chemistry like he did with the Thunder, then yes. But we don't know if that's going to happen. Well, here's the question, too, right? Um, the Rockets' goals are obviously not just to play well in the regular season. It's to win the championship, right? So yeah. let's, if you look at what they did last year, how come they gave the Warriors so, so, many, so much trouble? Length, athleticism, they were able to guard them extremely well. Right, and, and, and I will say that that, that was... And having Chris Paul and, and James Harden helped. And I will say, Max, that even though I agree with you in that sense, I do mm-hmm. think that's what Trevor Reza helped to really bring to that team. Like he, mm-hmm. Not to say that he, obviously he could shut down Kevin Durant, but the thing is, because of their athleticism and they ability to... Tucker. Oh, no, yeah, and I agree that that's still... Look, he, they still have him, and I think that that'll still help, but obviously I don't think their defense will be as good. Yeah. I think that that's really what gave them a real chance to beat the Warriors. Because yep. let's face it, as great of a shooting team as the Rockets are, uh, you're never going to match the Warriors when it comes to shooting. So Trevor Ariza is yeah. someone that I've been a big fan of for a long time. And I like he, him too, yeah. yeah, like I, I think that on the whole, just... He, he he did a very good job on Kevin Durant, I felt like, for mm-hmm. what he was giving. He, I thought he did a really good job. But like you said, like the Rockets more or less should have beat them last year because they were able to just, I mean, really just pressure the hell out of them. You know? Mm-hmm. They just put guys on the floor. They're long and athletic and obviously a hard and crisp ball mm-hmm. and just got after him. I mean, you know, they even had their center do it. You know, Clint Capello who's pretty much plays like a small forward on defense. You know, he can guard anyone. Mm-hmm. And... Now with Carmelo Anthony on the floor, the Warriors are just going to pick on him the whole time. Same with, you know, I mean, who else? They got James Ennis. Um, I guess he's going to replace him by Mute. I mean, he, he's all right, I guess. But overall, I mean, again, that's that's the only thing because, I mean, the Rockets were going to be one of be one of my offseason losers. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's the rock. That's for a, a later time in mm-hmm. this podcast. But sorry, you were saying. Something. Oh no! I was just gonna say, if, if you know, I was wondering if you were gonna get to the losers, but <laughs> no, I said now we're gonna do the losers. Um, well, I mean, we just discussed the the Rockets. Uh, so you would say they're one of the losers. One of them. Okay. Um, my other big one, and I think everyone would say this, is the Philadelphia 76ers. So you're gonna I'm, say the whole NBA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 Philadelphia 76ers. I mean. They, I mean... I don't know what to make of them anymore. Wilson Chandler is not a good addition at all if he plays like he did in Denver because he, Denver fans could not wait to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. He was guy who always had talent but was very lethargic. Oftentimes, you know, played very passively. On defense, he was kind of a, you know, turnstile. Yeah. And at, in the end, when they traded him, the Nuggets fans were ecstatic. And I, I just, I don't really see what he adds very much besides maybe bench scoring but for the most part i mean they i I guess their bench struggled against ours but i'm trying to think what they needed in that series and obviously what they need was more star power from what it seemed to me and i don't know they need more experience was their number one thing the way they handled Mm, no it's not just that you're talking about the last year 
That's right? what I mean. Yeah. yeah. When we talk about the Sixers, I, I don't think it's fair to just say that they're they have no star talent. I mean, our, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid together is more than enough star power, I think, in my opinion. Especially, we have no idea how good Fultz is going to be. Who knows? Right. That's, that that's really the X factor. He's to me the biggest question mark yeah. the next season. What is it going to be? Yeah. If he's if he becomes really good, then then that changes a lot. Like that makes the dynamic very different. But it's like that experience. If they had experience, do you think they blow a twenty point lead in Game Two the way they did? They certainly wouldn't do blow think, Game Three. Now, yeah. Do you think sure. they blow Game Three? And do you think that they game blow two, a six-point lead down stretch of Game 5? And if you believe that all those things there are that is possible with experience, obviously, do you think all three of those things happening in the same series is possible? No. A team with experience. I don't think so. I really don't. So I'm, I, I don't I like don't that think... excuse, though, because Jason Tatum had no experience either. And Jason Tatum, you can argue, outplayed both of them. Better coach. Yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, but we are I mean, be- the Celtics are a much better coach but, team. I think Brett Brown's a fine coach, but he's no Brad Stevens. And I think the Sixers as a whole... When you look at their two driving forces, they were the youngest team. And I think the Celtics did have a younger age. Yeah, overall age age, yeah. But the Celtics had Al Horford. And I think you can't overlook that. We had Marcus Smart, right? And we had Rozier, who is a young player, but he had his experience in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I think this was really his first big go-around. I mean, he, uh, played, he played a pretty he good played, amount last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, he played a little bit. He played about 10 minutes a game in the playoffs last year. I think it was more uh, than that. I feel like it was 10, 15. He was well, playing crunch time uh, minutes, so it was probably more than 10. But, yeah, but the point is is that even though the sick, I don't think it's fair to say, well, the Celtics, like Jason Tatum, didn't have that much experience. Jalen Brown didn't have that much experience. Well, we had Al Horford, and that's kind of a – Huge deal. He helped guide a lot of those. Yeah, listen, players. like, I think that, though, overall, I mean, if we're talking about just the offseason, like, they wanted to get a star. They wanted to get Kawhi Leonard. They wanted to get LeBron James. Yeah. They got neither of them. So, in the end of the day, when you set out for your goals to be get a star and you don't get one, you're a loser. That's the mm. end of the day. I mean, that's yeah. simple as I that. I agree. I, I think that unless Markel, Markel Fultz next year is, like, a superstar... Or just a star he won't in general. Be a superstar. He could yeah. be a star, but he won't be a superstar. Yeah, yeah. I That's doubt true. he's going to be a star this quickly. And he, considering last year, he didn't play well. That, that he didn't play well at all for the most part. Oh, I mean, he no, didn't in play the, at all. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, I'm in the Miami series. Like it was almost just kind of sad watching the Miami series. I mean, he was so bad. He would just miss everything. I was like, this guy is a complete non-factor. That they're playing T.J. McConnell over him. Like that's a funny thing. Did he, he play in the Miami? Series? I don't. I thought yeah. he didn't he play. He played. The he, played at all. he played a little bit. He played in two games, I think. But here's oh. the thing. That's a funny thing to look back on in Philadelphia is that, I mean, obviously Simmons and Embiid were their best players in the Miami series, but overall, I mean, you could make an argument that TJ McConnell was their second best player against us. Like, you could make a... Because Ben Simmons was... I would not go that far. He didn't have any impact on the series until the last two games. He was very really. pesky, but... I game was... two, he made an impact for sure. He came in and they got a five... The lead went from, like, a seven-point Celtics lead to a five-point Sixer lead. Yeah. Then he comes out and the Sixers lose the game. Like, right. the fact game is... Game two? Is, yeah, it was game two. Yeah, because that was that. when they put Ben Simmons back in and there was some controversy because oh, yeah. Ben Simmons was struggling. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think... You still put your stars in Obviously, the Embiid was the best player during that series and then I think... Sarich was probably the second best. I don't know. Sarich was he was okay. I don't he know. He was pretty damn good. I don't know. You're, he had twenty five in game five. Mm-hmm. He almost he was scoring like at will down the stretch. Could, could but you're also that? forgetting he's a bad defender. He defended poorly the whole series. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say with the Sixers, it, it's it's a little tough to say with them, right? Because I I do agree with Max that I think when Simmons and Embiid are fully matured, you don't necessarily need another star because those guys could potentially be all-time greats but i think the problem is that um 
we need to see Simmons develop a jump shot. I think that's so yep. important. And obviously, it's never going to be a, you know an amazing jump shot, but I think that's so key to his development because that's really going to that's really what's going to help elevate him. Because right now he's obviously a very very good slash great player, but in order to become an all time great, he's going to need to have a jump shot of some yep. kind. Yeah, um, and and his form right now is, I, I said before, if he wants a jump shot, he's got to change his form. I just don't. I watch the. I look at that jump shot. and I'm like, he. That's not going to improve that much. Like, you can't be a three point shooter with form that looks like that. Yeah. Like, I think if he get, you know, I mean, if he changes his form, he could maybe become, you know, maybe in five, seven years, a decent three point shooter. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I don't see the way he shoots now. It's it looks kind of ugly to me. I don't think it can work. I don't think the problem with Simmons's jumper isn't is mechanics. I think it's much more mental. I mean, the mm-hmm. fact he never even took a three. That speaks to me that in his mind he has too. no confidence, he has no belief in himself in that mm-hmm. jump shot. I don't think, I think that sure the mechanics can be improved. He has a hitch in his jumper, but when you actually look at it, to me it isn't that broken. Like not as broken as Fultz's or Alonzo's. Yeah. So yes. I, I think for him it's the mental game. I think, and I think that'll improve with time as he plays more. Mm. Right. So Josh. Who are your off-season losers? Um, well, yeah, I, I agree the Sixers are there. I mean, just naturally because they didn't get LeBron or Kawhi. I'm one of those people, though, who, and maybe you guys would disagree, but I think I was one of those people who felt Paul George would have been perfect, a perfect fit in, in Philadelphia. Like, his shooting. Yeah. Like, that would have got... The thing with LeBron, even though, obviously, that still would have been an amazing addition, like, Paul George or someone like that would have been a much better fit for that team. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I think Philly's a loser. Um, honestly, I, I want to say Detroit, except that they hired Dwayne Casey and he could potentially help them at least get to the playoffs. Not a huge Casey person, but you, I guess well, he, he, he's still he's a, a refreshing difference from Stan Van Gundy. Right, right. So I'm not going to put Detroit there. Um, I think we touched on one. That was Memphis. Well, we touched. Yeah, yeah, Memphis is you know Memphis is Memphis. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, I will say this too. I I think th- this is the first summer in a while where a lot of teams didn't necessarily make such like huge moves, huge no, financially yeah. mistakes. Mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah, a lot of teams mm-hmm. were very very conservative. You know so what a team that it's hard to pick did, a loser that did by doing made a mistake by doing nothing almost is the Heat. The Heat currently have a lot of bad contracts, and if I'm correct, they had no draft picks. This but, past but why year. are they a loser this this summer? Though? Why are they a loser right. because they didn't get rid of any of them? Like, that's the thing. Like, besides Kelly Olynyk, who even he's a little overpaid, in mm-hmm. my opinion, um, they have some bad, bad contracts on that team. Like you said, Pat Riley. But I don't think that applies to this summer. I think no, I think it does, because they had to get rid of some of them. Like, a lot of people were saying, like, you got to do it. You got to sell. Like, Tyler Johnson, you can probably get a second round pick for. Mm-hmm. Because his contract's awful, but he's still a pretty good player. Right. Dion Waiters is probably a lost cause. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, let's just remember too. Hassan Whiteside was not moved. Hassan Whiteside is just—he's kind of a punchline at this point yeah. for how poorly he played against the Sixers. Like he is—he's almost a non-factor. Yeah. Adebayo and, is going to take his spot, I think. Yeah, and Adebayo and Adebayo and Kelly Olynyk outplayed him in the playoffs. Yeah. Both of them did, and. I don't know. It's just I think Miami's okay where they are actually because Pat Riley never likes to tank. He he just he he'd rather be a, a mediocre playoff team I think than tank, which is kind of amazing. Yeah. But 
some, but, are, some people are just like that, you know? Yeah. I, I think we're both, I think we're missing an obvious one, though. Who? The NBA? <laughs> well, yeah. But... Can, can we talk about, I, sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt whatever you're going to talk about, but I, I think that we, we should touch on, like, obviously a lot of people were up in arms about Cousins going to Golden State. I um, wasn't up in arms, I was upset I wasn't up in arms. But do you think this will have any impact on the rest of the league at all? Like, do you think more teams will start tanking because of it? Do you think no, more? no. The Warriors were already the best team in the league by far. And Cousins is a luxury at that point. It's just stacking, yeah. It's just stacking talent upon talent upon talent. Yeah, it's just. And you in the, at the end of the ownership. no, I mean, no, sure. what 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 could they possibly do? You can't restrict player freedom. Of course, it's, not, it's gone no. too far now. You can't do anything. Like, no, and of it course should not. be. If that I were the NBA, though, I mean, like, if I were the NBA, like. When I see the Cousins move, like I don't think, okay, this is the, like it's not even close to me to what Kevin Durant did. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins, again, I couldn't blame him for going there because he's been on losing teams his whole career, mm-hmm. and no one offered him anything. That's not true. Yeah, the that's Pelicans not true. Were winning team. Cousins with just... him, they were like five hundred. Nah, when right before he got they hurt, were really they were good. rolling. They beat the they beat the Rockets the night uh, he got hurt. That's true. I mean, at the end of the day. I think that he just didn't get the max contract that he felt he deserved. That's why he yeah. Yeah. the state. I think it, but at the end of the day the Lakers like people said the Lakers could like Mark Stein of the New York Times reported it, the Lakers could have had him. He called the Lakers and the Lakers said I think what he reported the reason was they didn't want to have to wait, you know, for him to come back. And obviously listen, the torn Achilles it's been talked about obviously some, but it's such a devastating injury. We don't know what he's going to come back. You know what he's going to be. I mean, at the end of the day, even if he's bad, it doesn't matter. It's the Golden State Warriors. They're still the favorites anyway. Right. But they, it, it's, at this point, it's a luxury for them. But like I said, I think the big offseason loser, I mean, Max, I'm sorry if you're going to get to this team. It's Cleveland. It's got to be Cleveland, right? Because they I, lost I, LeBron. Yeah. I wasn't going to say them, but yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's Cleveland losing LeBron James. And also some of the guys. They saved the Indians. <laughs> yeah. Some of the guys they took on were just not good. I mean, Sam Decker's not good. Um... Nawaba is not terrible. I, I think that's fine. I think they, for the first time we're going to get to see Tank Gilbert's vision, which yeah. should be pretty funny to Kevin see. Kevin Love, five-year contract. Jordan Clarkson, still on the team. George Hill, still on the team. Both bad contracts. Mm. I mean, it's... it's. I, I think Larry Nance I think Kevin Love, though. I, I, look, I, I was with you at first when the Kevin Love signing happened, but as I've thought about it, honestly, uh, it, if, if you really think about it for a sec... Stars never want to come to Cleveland, right? And, yeah. And Cleveland didn't want to be in a situation where they had absolutely nothing after LeBron was gone. And the fact that Kevin Love came to them even after LeBron left and said he wanted to stay, like, I think that that made it a lot more, like, I can understand from Gilbert's perspective why he'd want to keep Kevin Love, even if he's overpaying yes, a little bit. Yes, but at the same time... I don't know if Max would agree, but I, this, think, I agree. I agree. I this, think that that's what they're the is, thinking of. I guess the whole, like, we don't want to go back to tanking and whatever. Right. But if you look at what tanking got them... Despite them being stupid, Anthony Bennett. <laughs> well, that's one player. They got Kyrie Irving. They got mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a bit of Tristan Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact is, they got in the top five what five straight times? Something like ridiculous like that. They got in like they had insane luck. They should never yeah. have gotten Kyrie Irving. The Kyrie Irving pick wasn't even their own the pick. Clippers, right? Yeah, the Clippers, the Clippers pick. pick. It jumped from like the tenth to the first. So. Honestly, it was just complete luck that they got that high that many times. So I'm not sure that's. Like indicative of their success in tanking, you know. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if that's a formula for success in the future. And even though they got Kyrie, they were going nowhere. They sucked. Yeah. yeah. All they had was him. And, and to be fair, they speaking of the, I mean, they're probably going to lose him to the Knicks, whether LeBron came back or not. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, you mean if Kyrie stayed in Cleveland? Yeah, after yeah. his second con- after that contract extension he signed, mm-hmm. that to me was him saying, "I'm giving you four more years. If not, you can't improve." Then, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's simple as that. Um, but yeah, you touched on Cleveland. I think obviously that's a big one, and uh, Chicago Philly. Had a pretty interesting. Off-season. Chicago. Yeah. I don't know if you can call them a winner or loser. They're they're. You know, really it depends on how well Levine and uh, Parker look. I yeah, I mean, Levine giving Levine that contract as of net right now makes them look like a loser. But at the same but time, he could be, we don't know. You never know. Like... He could be good next year. Rowan, anyway, Max, offseason loser. Uh, I've won kind of weird one. The Hawks. So yeah, this. that's a definitely like, one. That's what one. the hell are they doing? Um, <laughs> they, I think they tra- <laughs> they traded up and to get Trey Young instead of Luka Doncic, and they traded a first rounder too to do that. So that's like. A huge gamble. It seems. To I thought like, they traded down. They trade down, or they. Well, I think they traded down. So what happened? Oh no, no, no! They trade yeah. down. Yeah. Either way, I still think even though they got a first round pick, it's that, not worth it. It's not worth it. I think Luka Doncic is just going to be a way better player than Trey Young. Mm-hmm. And then they just have like a lot of weird contracts on that team, and they traded. What did they get for Schroeder again? Nothing. Well, yeah. They, they basically, they basically, nothing. basically nothing. Yeah. They got mellow and then they cut him. So yeah. I, I don't. I don't understand what they're doing. And then kind of a weird way, even though I know I had them as one of my winners, I kind of had the Lakers, too, because even though they got LeBron, they didn't get Paul George yeah. or Cousins or, or anyone Kawhi. else. Or Kawhi. They didn't trade for him. And look how... And, you know, they're saying, oh, well, he'll come in a year, but they I didn't don't do that for know. Paul you, George. I don't think you can bet on that Yeah, anymore. and they, they thought Paul George was coming, and he didn't. So I think it's... I think even though the Lakers are a winner in getting LeBron, they're also are sort of in this sort of limbo period where they have LeBron, but they don't have sort of the right talent around him. Like, if they had had Paul George, too, then that would fit. But they're sort of in this weird stage where we don't know how much LeBron is going to stagnate the growth of their young guys, so how much are they really going to improve over the next couple of years with yeah. LeBron being there. So Unless Brandon Ingram is an all-star this year, then I LeBron... I don't that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't then, understand the hype around him. Yeah, then, LeBron, then LeBron is left... I mean, Kuzma, I guess he figuratively could say could be an all-star someday, but mm. you just... This roster isn't... I mean, it... Some of the signings they made, I mean, we've documented them. Everyone Nobody. else is talking. They signed Lance Steven. I actually was not against Lance Stevenson. Even mm-hmm. though I know he's a bit of a clown, I think he's still a pretty good player. Yeah. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it'd be well, fun. Well, I think that, I think Magic, my guess, and again, obviously I wouldn't know because I, I don't have anyone, any sources inside LeBron's yeah, camp yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think part of the pitch that Magic gave to LeBron, and I think the reason why LeBron decided so quickly was because... He probably made the case that you, that the reason Cleveland won the title to begin with was not just the fact they had Kyrie and LeBron, but the fact that their defense was much more physical and much more in and the Rob Warriors' Polenka face. And Rob has touched on this. He said that. I think that's what he said. Like You, you said you can't outshoot the Warriors. You, you can't outshoot the Warriors. The way you beat the Warriors is with a physical defense, and that's what the Celtics are doing, too. The Rockets almost did it. And the yeah. Rockets had that last year, and look what because what it does is it forces the Warriors often to go ISO. Yeah, yep. and, and that's that, what they don't want to do. And they don't want to do that, and it throws them off their game. I think that's what Magic is going for here. And and again, the, the thing is, they're all one-year deals, right? So really, yep. if it doesn't work, then it's just one year. But yeah. I agree with Max. I, I don't know if what their plan is. If like they don't get Kawhi, like, what are they going to yeah. do then? You know? They're like the... like Trade for Damian Lillard. I, I think that, <laughs> like... I don't know. I mean, the Lakers were in that everyone... And, you know, some of the other guys, they got JaVale McGee. I mean, that's... I mean, it, it's kind of a joke, and it is the meme team. Michael Beasley. I mean, that's, that's just so funny. But... He still could be a. Good I mean, scorer, at the end though. of the day, they're not bad players, but it's just it's it's a stupid team. They're gonna have like no basketball IQ at all. And no offense, if you're looking for defense, I mean, Stevenson will help you. Michael Beasley won't. 
And so at the same time, Rondo hey, Wilson. Rondo, I actually didn't hate that signing too, but again, it's another guy that can't shoot around LeBron. Yeah. And at this point, I'll give Rondo credit for this kind of like resurgence he had in New Orleans. And speaking of New Orleans, I think I'm going to get to them in a second as one of my offseason losers, but mm. I think that they... Um, I don't understand why they didn't, they didn't keep Rondo. That I, that's yeah. yeah. my mind. I, I mean... He was so good but, for yeah, them. But, but, quickly for the Lakers, and I'm going to make a quick comment on the Hawks. Um, the Lakers just are... I mean, at the end of the day, it's simple. Like, Philly. They mm-hmm. went for three, more or less two stars, probably the realistic one. They got one. Grant, it's LeBron... And that's a win in itself, but I mean, you're a middle of the road team right now. The Golden State Warriors are going to kill you. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's it's you're praying for Kawhi Leonard. And I have no idea if he's actually going to go to the Lakers. Like, I just I thought the Lakers really, really are taking a risk here by again saying I'm we're not going to trade for the guy, mm-hmm. and we're betting on the fact that he's going to come. Like, I just it. It's at this point, judging by Paul George, might not be have been the smartest move, although the Spurs asked for a lot. So more from the Lakers for sure. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can't blame them on that front. Right. But on the Hawks, um, yeah, I mean he pretty much said it. They got an extra first round pick in the Trey Young Doncic trade, but Is that pick unprotected, do we know? I'm not totally uh, sure. No, it's not. I they, believe no it's, one trades unprotected picks anymore. Well I mean except for the Kyrie one, but Well, recently the Sixers Suns because the I mean, yeah, they got that heat. Another like, part of the Sixers, oh, yeah. another part of the Sixers offseason that was bad was they traded for that pick specifically because that was supposed to be the double draft, which is you know high school mm-hmm. prospects and the one and dones. Yeah. And then they said nope, it's gonna be twenty twenty two. So now that pick is what considered. No, that's still a good still trade. Very that's honestly still a good trade. They well, traded Mikal Bridges for a younger guy that basically does the same things as him. On less money because he was straight, he was drafted later. And Who got hurt free- <laughs> again? Oh, yeah, okay. that's just like a tradition, all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Life, like if Mikal Bridges hadn't been traded, you'd be hearing about his snapped foot or something too. <laughs> it's just part of their culture. Yeah, but the Hawk. I mean, they also didn't do a lot in terms of getting rid of bat. They got rid of Shooter, who was facing. A sh- I can't blame him so much for getting not a lot because at the end of the day, he's facing a felony assault charge, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. So that was obviously a bit of a red flag. But um, I think Kent Bazemore is still on the team. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Kent Bazemore is still on the team. Um, <laughs> he could be a useful player. Yeah, but he, he is a useful player, but you have to get rid of his contract. Yeah. At this point, Atlanta, um, Deadman's still on the team. I don't know what use they have for him. Fills a roster spot. I mean, that's about it. He, he doesn't deserve to be on that team. And who else do they have? They have T- Torian Prince is a nice prospect, but at the same time, and they're, I mean, the Hawks are just, and I also, speaking of Trey Young, like, we, we kind of touched on him, we were having a conversation about this earlier, but Trey Young, I think going to the Hawks is a terrible fit, and I think that if he had gone, we said, to Orlando, it would have been a better fit, because he would have had a power forward in a pick and roll that could take pressure off him, and Aaron Gordon, and now in Atlanta, is like, John Collins really going to take that much pressure off him? Like, is that really, do you really trust John Collins? After Trey Young gets trapped at the three-point line to yeah. handle the ball, like no, I just so, see I like John Collins though. I, I think he's okay, but I don't think he's gonna be like a guy that you can really change the game for the Hawks. So I, I, I just see Trey Young as more like I don't know, like he not 
I don't want to take anything away from him. Of course, we got to see how he plays out there. But mm-hmm. I see. I always saw him as more in more of like a flashy market, you know, because he's kind of a flashy yeah. player. So like Orlando, Maybe New York. <laughs> yeah, Orlando. Orlando's a flashy market. Yeah, yeah Orlando's so not a flashy yeah. market besides Disney World. Right, like that, that's heat. what I mean mainly. Or the Heat, yeah. I just I, I don't know. I just I I thought it was a bad fit and. I mean, and we haven't touched on some teams that had like, like that had like puzzling off seasons. I guess. I mean, Dallas obviously got Doncic, which I thought was a great move. But I think also, be fun to watch, but man. I also think don't really get signing DeAndre Jordan for one season. Um, because it's one year, and then you get and yeah. You but what's the compete. point of signing him anyway? I mean, I think they just want to make a playoff run. Yeah. they're not a team that tanks. So. Yeah, that's true. Keeping is against tanking, and, and just they're going to be so much fun to watch. Like just for Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr. alone, like that's going to be a hell of a front court. Yeah. Some or yeah. sorry, a back court someday. Yep, and so. I think I think, but overall, um, the team yeah we we were haven't touched on yet is mine was New Orleans, and I think that New Orleans, they, I, I don't know. I mean, I they they offered Cousins a bigger contract, so I can't really blame them for that. Mm-hmm. They didn't give them the max, which I wouldn't have either. So, I don't know. But I mean, who, but who else are you going to attract to New Orleans? Yeah, well, I mean, this is. I thing. mean, yes, but that doesn't mean you throw just a bazillion yeah. dollars, especially yeah. considering how well they did without him. So it's it's not like the end I of thought the world. your two years, twenty million was pretty fair. Actually. Yeah, it was extremely fair. Yeah. I cannot believe Cousins didn't take that. I really, considering the history of Achilles injuries, I don't think it's because he really believes he's going to get that super, that max contract. So yeah, Isaiah Thomas. And yeah. And you might as well get a free ring. Speaking of Denver, <laughs> they had a pretty good offseason. I think Denver got rid of Wilson Chandler, signed Isaiah Thomas. That's pretty good. I think uh, overall. As, well, as Celtics uh, fans, how do we think IT's going to do next year? I think he's going to play well. I think he's going to score a lot of points, and I think that team is going to be one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be awful on defense. They're going to be in like the towards end of the pack playoff run, I think, again. Unless Jokic takes like another leap and becomes like a real bona fide superstar, which he might, but probably yeah. not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I think Isaiah will do well. I think as long as he's healthy, then he will just score points like he always has. Yeah, I, I feel like he'll average like fifteen to seventeen points per game and get like a decent contract. And what do you think he's going to shoot from three, or from the field? Um, oh, from the field or from three? Well, well, from three, I would probably say around thirty-eight percent, maybe thirty-seven. From the field or from wait, from you, three? From three, okay. Yeah. From the field, I'd say thirty-eight is pretty good. Yeah, that's, well, that, that that's from three. Yeah, I mean, maybe forty. I I, I don't know about forty. Forty is very good. For, you from can't the even field, do that. I don't. Forty from the field is not that great. Yeah. That's, well, that's what I'm talking about. I would three I, from three. I said like thirty-eight okay, percent. Yeah. From from the field, like 45 percent maybe. That's very good. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, though. I would that's give him. I would give him forty-two, thirty-seven. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say like forty-three and thirty-six. Yeah, and I think IT that, just needs to like look. Uh, we love IT, but he really does need to have a like, like I wish sometimes his agent would just tell him like, look, man, this isn't. You should not be saying like these things. Like it's costing you money. It's costing you your job. Yeah, well, that's the attitude he's always had. Yeah, yeah. It's the so far. So I don't think you can yeah. tell him you got to change. Yeah, so. but on New Orleans, it's also yeah. cost the money. On New Orleans, they lose Rondo, who obviously was very good for them last year, and replace him with Alfred Payton, God. who is not very good. Now they also. Uh, Alfred Payton moments with the Suns this season. Is he the one with the terrible hair? He is the he, one with the terrible hair. He cut his hair. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> well, he he's going to be an all star now. We all know that. But, uh, um, and they also lost Cousins and replaced him with Julius Randle. 
Julius Randle had a good season last year, but I, I don't know. He strikes me as a guy that had a great season in contract year. Like, for all intents and purposes, I think he's still just an average player. Maybe I'm just being too low on him, but it struck me as he got in great shape to get a good contract. Mm-hmm. He didn't get a great contract. He got, what, $9 million a year? Uh, yeah, 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 which is actually not even that great. But well, part of that had to do with the market. It was market. a tough market, yeah. Yeah. So, I think if this was like 2016, he probably would have Okay, gotten, 2016, he would have gotten like $20 million. Yeah. yeah. Like, someone would have paid him ridiculous money then. And I, and I still like Julie. I think like I think he could still be like one of the better... Uh, I don't know. Like, he, he just strikes me as one of those like really good bench players. You know, like a six-man type guy. Yeah, but my question is now, what like is, what where does New Orleans at? go from here? Like, if you're looking at another... If you miss the playoffs this year... Then you've got to start thinking about Anthony Davis, like seriously, and what and if he's going to resign. Like I just, I don't think Anthony Davis wants to sit around. I don't think AD will team. stay. I don't yeah, think on a middling team. So really? at that point, I, well, unless they you're do, saying that, I'm very. Surprised I just don't. To hear you say I, that. I think now, just I guess with what all we've seen with all these players leaving yeah. their teams, like Anthony Davis probably feels like maybe like two years ago he wouldn't have done it, but after. All these star players leaving now, like he's probably just like the what public. Would, there's like the public backlash that I would get to leaving would basically be nothing. Like some New Orleans fans wouldn't like him, but New Orleans has like 20 fans anyway. So <laughs> yeah, like who cares? They might move to Seattle. Yeah, honestly, like they, it's such a it's the smallest don't you think... market in the NBA, and they and they're just not going to do anything in the West. They could be like decent next year, but. I don't, I don't think know. Davis doesn't strike it. me as someone who would care about the perception. I feel like he he, he does I don't think he, he cares. Do. I don't think he cares. They all about, care about the perception. Yeah, they all care about the I don't think he cares as much about the market, but at yeah. the same time is I think he wants to win and And he knows he's the, not getting it. The best team he's ever had made the second round. Yeah. I mean and at the end of the day, like if the Pelicans and they were like a good team. Yeah, they, and they were, got their ass whooped in the second round. If so. the Pelicans had played the Rockets, I kinda thought that maybe the Pelicans could get them to six or seven. Probably not seven, but probably no, six. Seven. Probably six. I mean, Man, if Danny's listening to this think. podcast, no, <laughs> Danny, Danny is prepared. Like, and that's the thing. That's a really interesting question to ask. And I think in the future is that if you do trade for Anthony Davis, is what what amount is he a flight risk, right? Like at the same because he would have one year mm-hmm. left on his contract. I don't think Danny would trade for him. But also yeah. remember, the Celtics can't trade for him right now, right? Until right. Kyrie Irving, you know, resigns and or God forbid he leaves, you know. <laughs> So well, we're assuming. Let's just assume he's resigned just for yeah. the sake of argument. And I'm going to touch on this in yeah. a later podcast when I have a, my Knicks fan co-host come on, <laughs> and we're going to kind of discuss this this whole shebang <laughs> with the whole uh, Kyrie Irving to the Knicks rumors. But I think, yeah, no, I think New Orleans. I, I, it, that's that's danger zone right now. I think Minnesota didn't have a Dude. very good offseason. I think I think Minnesota is really on the cusp of combusting. You know, I have no I, idea what to make of Minnesota now. Yeah, yeah so. I, I mean, they... I, I don't know. I think they looked it, real good before Butler got injured, and then he came back, and they weren't that great, and now everyone's, like, unhappy, so it's weird. I feel like a lot of it really hinges on whether Butler stays or not. If, if he they, leaves, then I, I I honestly... I mean, I don't know what they would do then. Maybe just... They might just... I mean, the thing, too, is Minnesota hasn't won in forever, so if they're still, like, a playoff team consistently, but they never win a title, they might be okay with that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Glenn Taylor's their owner, and he's uh, he's not very popular. Well, just, I mean, he he gave out one of the worst contracts in the NBA, which I think now you can argue is entering the top ten. Andrew Wiggins, Supermax. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah, that 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 contract is just. I remember when I when they signed, I was like, 
No. <laughs> I was why? like, like, yeah, why? Why him? Well, I, 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 look, I'm not defending it or anything, but I think kind of like the Cleveland situation, I mean, what were they supposed to do? Like, they're never going to attract it. He's not a very good player. Anywhere. He wasn't going to get anything close to that, I think, if they had just waited. Especially yeah. with the market last offseason, how tight it was. There's just... Andrew Wiggins is just do you not a very good gotten? player. I don't probably around what Jabari Parker would have gone. I yeah. don't see any team offering more than Andrew Wiggins million. is an incredibly inefficient player. Well, like, now that's you have an unhappy diva. Well, too, that's too bad. Wiggins is, yeah, I no. mean, look, I, I Telling would... Telling a player to go out, it, like, sucks, but it's business, you know? And if he can't understand that, then he's not going to help you yep. win in the future. So, mm-hmm. fuck him. Yeah, no, honestly, honestly, like, I mean, there are two there are two players on that team, more or less one, that justify the Supermax. Hmm. Now, can you even afford the Supermax, Carl Anthony Towns? Like, is that a real... That's a real oh, question. Oh, they're going to have to. They're, they're, well, like, they're, that's a there's thing, no way like, they won't. If they don't, if they supermaxed Wiggins and, right. and they didn't do the then cap. now you're paying an astronomical luxury tax with a contract in Wiggins you can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. No team will take that, and they're, they're going they, to look. They're they're not. They're going to supermax cap. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. They okay, fine. Now. Then you're paying three hundred million or not three, like you know whatever million in luxury tax for a team. That ceiling is the second round. They'll, they'll trade like Wiggins they, for, like, pieces if they have to. Like, they'll trade Wiggins no, for, like, a penny. No, they can't. No team is yeah, going to no, take that. Team would take no team is going to take that. I could see maybe someone like Cleveland yeah. would take that. Maybe. Just for, like, That would be funny guy. coming full circle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I didn't even realize Wait, that. There is but. no way. They, they will do whatever they have to do to keep Cat. Yeah. There is no... They if they means trading Wiggins for pennies, they, they will do it. They don't care. No, they if to trade Wiggins, they'd have to give a team something. Well, right, and but I'm, I'm saying that they'll do whatever they have to do. They will not let Cat go because they signed Wiggins to a max contract. Their fans would never forgive him, and that would literally... That, honestly, would be the death of their franchise right there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I also, I think if there's a player that lost this offseason, it's got to be Mozgov, right? I mean, the oh, guy God. got traded like seven times. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's just used to it at this point. Yeah, he's know? the new Quentin Richardson. I remember Quentin Richardson set the NBA record like seven or eight years ago for getting traded like the most. Like, I think he got traded like five times in the same offseason. Yeah. I don't know how many times Mozgov got traded, but I, I mean, he was approaching that for sure. Um, I, is there any other teams you guys can think of? Like, I mean, really, there isn't any other standout yeah. franchises that I can think This offseason wasn't that crazy, nothing. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. thought it was going Besides to be. Cousins and LeBron, nothing. I guess you could say, I mean, the, we didn't mention There's for some Philly. rumors about Lillard, but. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean. But they're always rumors. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say the Wizards, any team that takes Dwight Howard is a loser. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah. I I feel like they're just desperate to do anything to shake things up. Yeah, know? I mean, I just they they are they're they're dumpster fire right now. Like I like Otto come... Porter though. I like Otto Porter, man. Not well, for thirty million. Not for thirty million dollars. Not for thirty million. He's not a match player. But he's. I mean, I I don't know. I like him. I like him as a player. I, I can't get around that. Yeah. Just taking money out of it. Like I I do like him as a piece. Yeah, I mean, we we touched on most teams. I think we've touched on Cleveland. We've touched on you know. Sacramento. Sacramento. <laughs> I mean, they speaking of, yeah, in Philly, like I said, Bielitsa. That's another part of their offseason that was a failure. Losing him to Europe. When and is then, Philly going to hire a GM? <laughs> yeah, honestly, they still haven't done it. Like, it's crazy. We're in August. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't you think you got to, like, start, like... Eh, who needs a GM? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty funny if they went into the season with no actual GM. Like, they just had Brett Brown be the GM. Wouldn't that be a disaster <laughs> although he made one good trade and yeah, then a bad trade 
for Chandler. Right. What did they give up for Chandler again? Oh, uh, it was like a couple pieces oh, yeah. in like a second round. Yeah, pick. they dumped it wasn't her, much. Why did they dump her Sean Holmes? Like, why did they do that? They did that for nothing. Like, I don't get that. Am I the, am I the only one? I mean, maybe to get cap space for Kawhi or something. But like, I mean, um, what's the point in just dumping the guy? I don't. They didn't get a pick for him at all, if I'm correct. Um, I don't remember what they got for. Vibes. I yeah, I have no idea. I mean, he wasn't really doing anything for them. I'll take your word on it. <laughs> <laughs> um. I guess, I mean, there are a lot of teams that didn't do much at all. I mean, I guess you could call the Bucks a winner for hiding Budenholzer, but they I didn't like really, lot, uh, yeah. but they didn't do a lot else. Um, it's basically all hinged on Giannis and, and yeah. Milton, basically. If, yeah. But I will say Budenholzer, like, that, if he can really, like, I mean, I guess a lot of people are saying that he's not, like, on Brad's level or Pop's level, but apparently he's, insult. like, a, no, right, like, apparently he's, like, on the tier below him. No, he's like a good. He's a very good offensive coach. He's good at implementing the system and getting the players to believe in it and yeah. follow it. Yep. It's just and whether or not that's going to work with what the Bucks have. I'm not sure it will. They don't really have much shooting, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, if you're the Bucks, you basically do whatever you can to keep Giannis happy at this point. Like, do yeah, do whatever it takes because you, you. It's like well, you talked I'm about. Not sure all... I agree with that. Remember, he didn't want Jason Kidd to be fired. He was really mad about that. So. Dude, it was still. Really I don't cool. know, which is why now I'm saying you gotta do like. You, yeah. Like, look, I mean, with all the stars leaving their teams and everything, like, if you're Milwaukee, you're if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm paranoid that Giannis would leave. Like, yeah, of course, you have to be. Like, you have to. I mean, obviously, you just have to hope and pray at this point. But <laughs> I'm they. If you do that sort of. If thing. I were the Bucks, I would have considered just because they should have. I feel like at some point you got to take risks to keep him. I would have considered making a big offer to the uh, Spurs for Kawhi Leonard, like offer like Chris Middleton or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that wouldn't have been the Demar Derozan offer. Yeah. But it's it, it, it's worth a shot, in my opinion. I mean, I get Middleton is really good, but at the same time, like, you never... I mean, maybe Kawhi will like a small market, you know, mm-hmm. like M- Milwaukee, and he'll buy in, mm-hmm. you know? And you'll get a guy like Giannis Kawhi. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Giannis and Kawhi on the same team, on the same defense. Mm-hmm. No one, when they try, no one would score on them. <laughs> so, right. yeah, I, I think we touched on everyone uh i think it's been a pleasure doing this podcast with my brother josh my brother max here's to a great season here's to a great season and hopefully a god-awful 76ers and lakers season and hopefully a celtics championship yeah all right (laughs) thanks for tuning in guys have a great day